You don't know what's going to come back. So you, you give it to him. You give it to God. He'll either give it back to you to pursue or he'll give you freedom from it because that's what you're praying for. I'm handing this over. Welcome to the In-Between Mama podcast, a place to rest in between who you are and who God is calling you to be. I'm your host, Riley Sandrell, and today I have my beautiful friend, Sarah. Hola. Hello. This is our second time recording this episode Mm -hmm. because of technical difficulties and... It happens. Yeah. (laughs) Thankfully, it was with you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Because we we can talk for hours. Yes, we can. Um, Thank you for tuning in today. We're going to talk about a lot of things, identity healing seeking god uh being a single mom Mm. all the things so real quick before we jump into all that would you just share a little bit about you sure i am sarah and i have four children i had married a man that i knew since the fourth grade we were together for 16 years and married 12 when we moved here from mm-hmm. Detroit and we moved here to unify our family when actually what happened was um, it kind of spiraled out of control. What it did was it exposed some things that I needed to see that I didn't. I was in my um, in the trenches, if you will. I have four kids in four years. And um, so I was doing the thing, working the grind, you know, taking care of kids, raising them as best I could and um, loving my husband as best I could. And so when we moved here, super excited. I love this area and I would never wanna leave. Um, but there have been a lot of, a lot of things, have had a lot of growth opportunities. Um, when things don't go the way you plan, kinda just gotta roll with the punches and, and see how God works it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So been separated for five years and single mom, single mom in the whole time. Yeah been hard getting scrappy learning different mm. things mm-hmm. picking up different trades oh <laughs> a few <laughs> a few trades i am the jill of trades yeah mm-hmm. yeah doing all the things mm-hmm. if you need a realtor a notary uh massage therapist massage therapist literally any of I the above like call sarah coat lady <laughs> oh my God, what you need what you got <laughs> I love it. Mm. Um, so when this episode airs, <laughs> Lord willing, not this, <laughs> not the second part, but the first part, <laughs> if, the, if the episode airs, you will be walking down the aisle, mm, and that's so, cool. so exciting. Yeah. Um, before we go to what life looks like right now, five years into okay. being here, yeah. Um, let's talk about what the last five years specifically has looked like because a lot has happened since you moved mm-hmm. to this general national area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love if you'd talk about, um, like what that process looked like of moving here and kind of some of the things that got exposed and then what your, what your personal processes look like since then. Yeah. The things you've struggled with. Um, I think what I've learned the most in this time, the five years we've been here is that, um, you can go through the motions for a long, long, long time and think everything is just fine. Mm -hmm. And I am so grateful that God shook our life. I'm glad that he shook it out because I I see that now. I see people kind of just going through the motions, sleepwalking through their lives, just, you know, the Instagram life or Mm -hmm. the five o'clock wine. You know, I, I do not oppose any of those things. That was me. But I didn't want that to be it. I guess I just didn't know that until 
God ripped everything from me. Yeah. Um, this is kind of like my Job experience. We moved here um, with the intention of unifying our family. He was traveling a lot, gone a lot, and I was in the trenches, pretty much single mom in it for the entire time I was a mom and supported him because I'm a great cheerleader. I love, love to support and to cheer and encourage and spin the dream and all the things because that's fun for me. Like I am a future thinker. I am fantastical. All of that stuff is fun for me. And um, definitely one of your gifts. I friend hard and I give a lot and created kind of a codependency in that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And a purpose behind needing to be needed. And mm-hmm. almost like to my own detriment. Yeah. So and my and my families or anyone who really knew me, I was kind of dis I was gone. I kind of disintegrated in the whole process of being in a family, holding it all together by myself. Believed in God, didn't really have a relationship with Him though. Um, just kind of again checking the box lifestyle, like going to church because that's what you're supposed to do, you mm-hmm. know, and meal plan and play dates and all the things. I wanted more. I just didn't know what that looked like. So when we decided to move here, it was really like whim experience. We came here in April for our our annual anniversary trip. Half of the time I was by myself because he was working. Um, so that was fun, right? So a week of an anniversary trip by myself. But I loved it. Nashville, <laughs> Franklin area, such a great place. Yeah. Lots of fun. Lots of things to see. Lots of live music. I fell in love so fast. Everyone waves to you here. It's like, you know, I've learned that bless your heart (laughs) means something other than that. (laughs) Anyway, so there's a lot of fun things about the South that I really, really find charming. And um, the weather obviously is way more mild than Michigan. And so, oh, 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 it took me 38 years to get out of there. What? Uh. So anyway, I um, was really excited about the adventure. My oldest was nine at the time. And I was like, yes, it's now or never never going to get an opportunity like this again because when we fell in love we decided the next month to list our house yeah sold it simultaneously buying this one sight unseen Mm -hmm. like god was in it all the way he didn't just crack the doors open he flung them wide open off the hinges like we were like oh yeah this is what we're supposed to do so of course i'm on fire super stoked but in the process was isolated Mm mm-hmm wasn't able to serve in church, wasn't able to get too crazy about making friends in the community at the pool and everything. I mean, I made a few friends, but ultimately my focus was to be wife and mom to the end of we're going to make this family better, tighter than it's ever been. And I was all for it. I was all for it. I was willing to make whatever sacrifices to that end. Yeah. Meanwhile, he was gone three, four nights a week building his business. So... I was alone a lot, but in that time, I do believe that God made a way for me to find him, to go to him rather than out. I went up. Yeah. I hit my knees a lot more. And so like my relationship with him grew certainly, but it was in a time of confusion and we're, we're obeying you, God. Like, you did this, so why is this happening? Yeah. So, and more and more was uncovered in that time. Um, just a little after a year of being here, we were officially divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was really hard. And so, like, I felt like a kid leaving her house for the first time. 
having yeah. to get a job, having to go to back to school, all well, these things. Well, and committing to stay here, the place yeah. that you just moved your family to yeah. a year With prior, no community. rather than going back to what you had known for, mm-hmm. th- you said, 38 years, mm-hmm. that's that's brave. That's big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, thank you. I wouldn't have said that at that time. I think I just didn't want to go back to the snow. I, mean, <laughs> I think that might have just been enough. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes. But yes, the sweetness of finding God in the process of the hard, mm-hmm. of the struggle, of yeah. the storm, um, was really sweet. And I did. I had this relentless faith that everything was going to be okay. That's kind of how I rode my life, you mm-hmm. know, just kind of rode the wave of of faith. Not knowing what that really meant, I just always thought everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to work out. It's going to be fine. Yeah. I've never been an anxious person or super stressed out, but, you know, after having kids and doing the whole family thing, you find in the back of your closet that you never knew you had was this Wonder Woman cape. And, like, you got to put that on. And that's such a lie. It is such a lie. Yeah. I think that was my biggest detriment was trying to do it all. Mm, yeah. Trying to do it all. Be my children's saviors. I mean, I married my husband to save him. So there's this savior complex part. I mean, I, I contributed yeah. to the brokenness because – not my job to fix anyone yeah it's just my job to love them and I did try mm-hmm. my best but you know I contributed yeah to the to the breakdown but even so here we are yeah but all of that was kind of uncovered peeled back over the last few years yeah. as you faced okay this is my new reality now mm-hmm. god what do you what do you want to teach me in this mm-hmm. you were very in most circumstances like open hands open heart of mm-hmm. like okay do anything with this current mm-hmm. situation because yeah. I've got nothing yeah no he was definitely on my side you can ask my lawyer I don't know that she's a believer but she I always kind of loved how she she's a 60 pound Memphis lady and probably 70 years old and she'd be like well I'm glad God's on your side and I loved it because she got to see him work oh yeah this is not a normal outcome in Tennessee the way the divorce worked out I'm still I still tell people about your divorce (laughs) I still tell people about your divorce because protection yeah because I'm not the investigative type things that came to my mail things that came to my inbox things that just came to me without me looking Mm -hmm. for it is what got me the outcome that we got. I mean, yeah. he really has protected us and provided for us. I struggle some days to remember that. You yeah. know, it's like manna from the sky, and I like, oh, yeah, that's right. Bread mm-hmm. fell from the clouds, and I'm Literally. still struggling to believe you, God. Please forgive me because yeah. I'm human. I'm flesh, and I sometimes, you know, I take my children's future and their um, – I just I, I care so much and sometimes it really hurts to mm. care as much as I do because none of it's in my control. Yeah. None of it is. It's so hard. Yeah. To want something so bad for them. Yeah. That you can't so like thank goodness he's trustworthy and faithful because Yeah, and he loves them somehow even more than, more than you than do. Yeah. 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 On days I do believe that though. <laughs> <laughs> there are plenty of days. Mm, yeah, I can relate. <laughs> um, so just over a year ago now, you kind mm-hmm. of really dug into facing your pain. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was fully voluntary <laughs> or if it was 
a little bit forced. Mm. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Like what this last year has mm-hmm. really been like? What has God shown you? How has your perception of God changed? I will be very candid in that while I never doubted God, mm-hmm. ooh, did I get angry mm. at him, though. Yeah. I was lamenting, never understood what that actually was until I decided, you know what? You're getting it all, God. Take it, leave it, like it, don't. I don't care. This is what I got. I'm bringing it to you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it didn't make sense. Coming to the throne did not make sense. I was probably swearing a little too. Like he was so patient and loving. I kept getting this vision in my mind of him like stroking my hair, rubbing my back while I'm like devastatingly sobbing in his lap, just like my head buried in my arms. Like that is an image I still get. But I think over the last year or so, just being raw, like I'm raw with everyone else. I'm, I'm really a real person. I, I feel like there are things that people and I can only speak for me. I just know that I am a human. I go through things, everything, like everybody else goes through. Mm-hmm. So why would I try to hide it? Yeah. Um, I, I want to be someone who you can approach, someone you can be yourself around. So it starts with me being myself. Absolutely. And, and I can't be happy, sunshiny all the time. And you know what? If I'm trying to make someone happy who's not, I'm not really serving them at all. Yeah. All I'm saying is, hey, I'm not comfortable around your mess. So let's clean that up, make you laugh. Let's do something yeah. that makes me feel better about you not feeling great. No, I bring it all. So yeah. over the last year or so, um, I mean, I've always been an open book, always been vulnerable, transparent, always been willing, never really held anything too sacred, which is unfortunate because I do matter. I have empathy for myself. I'm a survivor. Like there's a lot of things I see that God's done in me that I respect myself more, love myself more. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not totally on board with the whole self uh, proclamation necessarily. There's yeah. no way I got here by myself. Yeah. I had to hang up that cape and give it to God. Yeah. But um, I think in the last year, being really angry with him, really having it out with him, he welcomed it because it was true and it was real. He can handle it. Mm-hmm. He can handle it. Yeah. Like he's not a wimpy guy. Okay. Yeah. He can handle it. And I think because I was able to release that to him, he freed me. Mm-hmm. Still have a lot of strongholds I'm working through. I mean, you have to take those things captive because they're lies. They're yeah. lies. And it's, it's a moment by moment taking it captive. One second by second. Second <laughs> by second. Yeah. Yes. That has been the most liberating thing. Having walked in recovery in the last year, going mm-hmm. to celebrate recovery. It's yeah. ministry that I actually um, am really grateful for, but yeah, we've both been a part yeah, of it. Yeah. The serenity prayer is life giving. Look it up. If you don't know it, there is like the full version, the full version, yeah, is not just key. the AA version. Right. Yeah. So it's beyond just knowing the difference between what you can control and what you can't and having the courage and all of that. That is awesome. Recite that over and over. But if you look up the full prayer, it is so liberating in that you, you discover this life isn't about five years from now. It's about right now. And it's about one day at a time, giving it to God and just trusting that all things will go the way it's supposed to. That it was such a liberating thing for me, especially mm-hmm. being a mom 
who wants the most for their children and wants to see them contribute to the world and to God's kingdom and be decent contributing adults. Yeah. Like I think it's even uh, life giving for us dreamers who oh, like that's we, exactly what I mean. I'm always in the future. Yeah. Well, even for ourselves, though, yes. like we're dreaming for ourselves yes. and it's really hard not to get wrapped up in that when the world is telling us like dream big, dream big, go mm-hmm. after your dreams, figure it all out. Mm-hmm. And God tells us we don't have to figure out yeah. literally any of it. We just have yeah. to walk in obedience moment by moment. And because of that freedom, I've been able to, you know, take the knocks because the hard knocks hadn't, you know, they haven't stopped coming. Yeah. You know this. Yeah. Like just yesterday. Okay? Yeah. So like there's things that keep happening, um, but I keep giving it to God. It's been a process. It's been hard. Yeah. Um, at one point, I think it had to get at to a point of desperation. It had to get to a place of, um, well, it was just, I was in a bad way when I decided I needed to do something different. I needed mm-hmm. to surrender. I needed to um, just see what God had for me and just trust him in it, not mm-hmm. try to do it all. You know, we're talking finances, career. We're mm-hmm. talking about all these things that we can't let go of because we think if we do, we're going to let everyone around us down. Yeah. And, or at least that's how I feel. I can only speak for myself is I, my biggest fear is letting people down, Mm -hmm. but I've learned that God doesn't want, doesn't care about my failure. He just wants my faithfulness and what I've been and always have been is someone who is radically obedient. We got here on obedience. Yeah. You know, I, I just trust him. I just wish sometimes I was in on his little <laughs> plan and all that. <laughs> Can we have a few <laughs> chapters ahead of time, yeah, please? Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> um, so with that, how do you feel like God has transformed the identity part of it for mm-hmm. you? Because you talked about earlier being needed mm-hmm. and sometimes to a, to a fault. Mm-hmm. How, how has that changed throughout all of that? Well, in recovery, you still have to be careful not to identify yourself as someone who's codependent, mm-hmm. someone who's lonely, yeah. someone who's angry, someone who's suicidal, someone who's um, whatever the case is. It is uh, it is important that you are aware of some strongholds that you have mm-hmm. that you can release to God and mm-hmm. really take captive any thoughts that support it because they're lies. Yeah. For me, the longest, the, the easiest thing and the longest thing I've done is believing the lies because mm-hmm. those are just easier to believe. Yeah. But the identity in that I am the daughter of a king, not just a king, the king mm-hmm. of kings, and yeah. that he is my father in heaven who adores me, mm-hmm. who has made me, knit me in my mother's womb, made me fearfully and wonderfully for a purpose, for his glory. You know, so my identity has to be that and only that, not even the mother of my kids, Mm -hmm. not even as an encourager and inspirer like or good friends like those are those are good things. And God Mm -hmm. will continue to bless those things. But to literally lay all of it down. Yeah. And whatever comes back is blessed. Yeah. I, I have to let it all go, and it's not easy. One day at a time, again, I'll yeah. tell you, is mm-hmm. a gift because I fail a lot. Yeah. I fail a lot during... Well, and it's not intrinsically who you are. Those are roles that you mm-hmm. play, mm-hmm. and those roles are gifted to us, mm-hmm. and at any time they can be taken. Not to say that God is just this 
uh, that's a whole other conversation of like the give and take and he's punishing you or anything like that. That's, right. that's not what that I'm saying in that rather it's, it's so easy to make those things our, I- yeah. our identity. I mean, right. even on, on social media, it's constantly mm-hmm. like you, you go through everyone's bios and it says wife, mm-hmm. mother of X of X amount of children. Mm-hmm. And even I struggle in that of yeah. trying not to, um, put my entire identity in these roles that I play. Yeah. Cause you have to surrender those roles back because guess what? You're still not going to do good enough in those roles to ever be live up to this, what your self-worth really needs to be. And that only comes from God in a Mm -hmm. healthy way. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can only really truly be who he's designed us to be with his leading us, with his Mm -hmm. prompting us and us being obedient in that. Yeah. Like he has to be it for us. Yeah. Nothing else. Mm -hmm. No one else just him like he is enough yeah he's all we need and that's so hard in a culture that bombards you with self 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 and you feel like it's I mean my my handle used to be one you be you and I still really love that because God did design each of us differently he did weave us in a in a way that could inspire and get and be a gift to others yeah for his glory for for others good we are here to serve Mm -hmm. others but as long as I'm giving it to him and just taking what is returned back, yeah, that's all fine and good. But we can get so wrapped around people's perception. It's mm-hmm. fear of man versus fear of God. You yeah, know, just if I don't show up, the world's going to fall apart. I'm going to let people down. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. the biggest thing for me. I don't yeah. want to let people down. Yeah, I don't want to do it. But that's that's not in my power power mm-hmm. to, to know yeah to stop and their response is their responsibility right yeah and so you go back to the identity thing in the last year i i did i did attend celebrate recovery i was in recovery for codependency control and loneliness a big key i guess i can go into this because like i you hear it all the time as soon as you let go as soon as you don't think about it as soon as you give it to god you're gonna be so blessed and i'm like okay and so i've wanted she did not in fact believe me when i told her this <laughs> not just riley lots of people and i'd be you know i'm not a f- i'm not i'm an open book so i'll be you know apparently <laughs> i believe thank you that's so sweet you're so sweet <laughs> anyway so um like literally was good i was in a good place finally yeah. And this is a, an example of, and I didn't think about it at the time. I wasn't like, okay, let's give this a whirl. Riley said it would work, so I'm going to do this. It wasn't even that. It was my heart was in a place mm-hmm. where I could finally let go. Yeah. Literally let go. Like, let it go. Yeah. Of my desire to be with someone, to partner with someone. And mm-hmm. I do think at first it started as, even if I do find someone, are they going to be that great? I mean, I've got <laughs> I've got enough trauma in my life. I've got four children. I don't need to like recreate this perpetual disaster of a relationship for them to be around. Mm-hmm. Like there's just too much at stake here to just be with someone because yeah. I'm incomplete without someone. So yeah. I was in my heart feeling like it started as, I just don't know that there's a guy out there. Yeah. It started that way. But then I was like, well, who needs one? Who <laughs> needs one? Sex is great. But, like, other than that, what's the purpose? So 
I just was like, I'm, I'm going to be okay. I'm yeah. going to be fine. God's got me. I mean, you can't help but crunch the numbers a little bit. But even then, I was like, doesn't matter. God's got this. Yeah. I got to a place where I was able to fully surrender it, give it right back to him, lay it at the mm-hmm. cross, and just let, let it lie. Yeah. And that took time it and took experience. It took so much time. And it took a lot of a, a lot tug of, of give and take. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. w- I would grab it back or just hang on to the corner of it, like... I'll just hang on a little bit. Yeah. No, but I let it go completely. I was I was resolute to be single forever, or at least until my kids were gone, so that they could be adults and not have to like worry about the drama that I brought in the house. Yeah. But like literally was good with it. Yeah. Was good with it. Was jamming out to classic rock on the way to work, wearing <laughs> bandanas on my head, feeling young <laughs> and like working out again and eating better and like just feeling really good about life and being okay with being just me, thinking I'm a pretty cool person if I gotta be stuck with someone. Yeah. It's me. It's fine. We'll be fine. Everything's fine. So it was not that long after. Yeah, not long at all. That he like put Brandon in my path. So it was like yeah. Okay. I gave it back and he he's like blessed me. Like yeah. huge blessed me. Like everything I prayed for in this man. Yeah. And so. it's not like it's not like an equation. It's not a guaranteed no, thing. No, it's and not it's gonna just work a beautiful gift that you have been given. And, and I feel seen yeah. and I feel loved. Like you said it's n- I didn't do it to get something out yeah. of it. Like I was pretty certain nothing was going to come back. Like I like can confirm. I she was. <laughs> she, <laughs> oh, done. she was done. I was <laughs> done. There, there is not like the sea of heavenlies out there. I'll tell you. So, <laughs> it's entertaining. Very. Entertaining. <laughs> but other than that, like I was not hopeful at yeah. all. And so, yeah. but I also wasn't like, I don't know. Anyway, it was a huge gift. One I did not see coming, which I think is key. It wasn't expecting anything in return, and but I got something way beyond what I could have ever dreamed yeah and I'm super super thankful for that so that's just an example and so so because I've done that already knowing my identity is Mm -hmm. in him seeing that what I've already given to him he's given me back and it doesn't mean he'll he'll do that every time but I can trust him Mm -hmm. he is trustworthy he is faithful he loves me very much he knows what's going to be the best thing for me and mm-hmm. my family and I can trust that even if I have other ideas yeah I've been shown that I can let those things go yeah yeah and and so why am I still having trouble doing that I don't know but I'm a work in progress just like yeah. everybody else so. yeah no this the tagline of this podcast is um I'm neither at the beginning nor the end of my transformation yeah and we're never going to be at the end at right. least on this side of heaven yep and that's kind of a relief <laughs> like yeah i can show up and i can do my best that's not permission to like not do anything mm-hmm. but we have grace and mm-hmm. there's room to grow yeah um so how has this translated into like the now because obviously which you kind of talked a little bit about that but real life a real chaos the high or- of that original like recovery like i'm doing great it wears off and mm-hmm. we're still in like the moment by moment. So how does some of that translate to like, you know, like uh, you're getting married, obviously, but you're still a single mother in this season right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. You're still their mother and you're still tackling that kid wise. Do you have any words? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so love is patient love is kind you know that verse yeah that beautiful great verse that if you recited to me I'd be wanting to punch you in the face because clearly I'm not demonstrating that kind of love I think that if we can remember that like truly remember that there's nothing I can give to my children that's going to impact them for good even when they're treating me a certain way or not responding in kind is love Mm -hmm. that's it that's it because they're ultimately God's kids Mm -hmm. and I've always said this you know this my my greatest cop cop out of, of all time is well God loves them more than I do, and um, he's got them because clearly whatever I do, whatever I say, it's not going to necessarily make much of a difference. So all I really can do, what is in my power and Mm -hmm. in my control, is love them. Yeah. And sometimes I don't feel like it's in my power or in my control to do that. Yeah. Like, I need Jesus. Yeah. And sometimes I'll just say, Jesus. Yeah. Because he needs to come right now. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to come right now. And yeah. I, t- I turn my prayers from change this thing. Yeah. Change this child monster to change my heart. Mm-hmm. Soften my heart. Mm-hmm. And I still fail every day because they come with new material. <laughs> every day. Yeah. And each kid is different. And I you think can't it parent them all the same. It's like. I th- you think you got it figured out, and then all of a sudden, wait a minute, yeah. you're changing the script on me. I know. I literally told a friend the other day that I feel like my toddler is training in psychological warfare. Like it, it's uh, just when I think I I have like the answer to nip whatever is in the bud, it's like he come he comes at yep. me in a completely different way, like yep. coming from the ceiling. Who I'm are like, you, Spawn? Yeah. Who are you? Uh, yeah. But I, I I do feel like children are our greatest gift in sanctification mm-hmm. and in the, the refining fire mm-hmm. yeah. because it's but a picture of how God puts up with us when you think about it. Like mm-hmm. I have probably had the worst toddler tantrums even in my forties <laughs> and he's like, Oh Sarah. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah, my sweet child. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's a lot nicer parent than I am. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just saying, I think it is a real true gift for us parents to actually see Mm -hmm. just how much the father loves us. Absolutely. And I think we just have to, it's not easy, but we have to just lean in and trust that everything's going to be fine. Staying in our lane just means to love. You're not Mm going to be able to control their response just like you can't control the cashier's response or your friend's response or your mm. mom's response. You can't control anyone but yourself. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes you can't control that. Yeah. And I'm talking about me. Yeah. But like loving them is the best advice I can give you. Yeah. Anyone. Well, and then there, that also goes back to the whole identity thing of mm-hmm. like being able to own that helps you be able to own the fact that their contribution to the world, who they are when they step outside of your house is not, a reflection of who you are or your worth that is such a hard thing i'm not in that season yet because they have to walk well yeah you are because if you go to aldi and they are throwing a freaking fit that's true that's true you think (laughs) everyone thinks i'm a terrible mom yeah that's true it's you just do yeah you take responsibility for the wrongs they yeah i know you feel guilty if your infant's crying too loud yeah it, it, it we are per- it, it's just perpetuated yeah. in our life we cannot get around it yeah but we can if we make a conscious effort to like 
they know that they're loved. Mm-hmm. They are prayed for every day. Mm-hmm. They know right versus wrong, kind versus unkind. Mm-hmm. I am doing the best I can. Yeah. God, take the wheel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What they do isn't on us. Yeah. But we can discipline and love because mm-hmm. we're not loving them at all if we don't. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, we still have a job to do. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and unfortunately, we don't ever get to clock out. <laughs> Man, wouldn't we be rich if we got paid 24 hours a day? I mean, some talk about overtime. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, So one more question before I want you to quickly share your little meet cute story. Um, <laughs> any advice for the woman who is walking in? she doesn't maybe know it yet or she is just finding out walking in that spot that you were at four five four and a half five years ago Mm. where you're having to face my marriage is ending and I have to go somewhere from here um feeling hopeless abandoned forgotten overwhelmed Mm. all of those Mm. things if you'll just go back to that place for just a second and think about what any words that you would tell them I mean in that in that time I I'm a fighter y'all I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give up on anybody mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna give up on Dave I wasn't gonna do it yeah. I wasn't gonna give up on him yeah I married him to fix him damn it and I was gonna do it yeah <laughs> I was going to save him yeah okay I did say I contributed right because that was my contribution mm-hmm. certainly had to have felt lonely being married to me because he was never quite good enough or whatever. Like yeah. I take full responsibility for that, repented, asked for forgiveness. And I, you know, and I that's still not reason. I for still that, carry that doesn't no, mean no. any of it was justified. No, no, no. <laughs> but all that to say, I was never going to give up on him, but you cannot stand for or allow abuse. You no. just cannot. And no. I don't care in what form it comes. Yeah. You do not get to let it continue physical emotional psychological all of it name it spiritual (laughs) name it it's not okay yeah no I gave it to God because I had to yeah I was a mummy I wasn't I was a mommy but I was a mummy like I was just surviving life Mm -hmm. and that is not some for someone who knows me you know that I'm not just a survivor of life like I want to thrive I want to flourish I want to impact I want to be something make the most of the gifts God's given me make the most of the day I was able to wake up in all the things I was gray skies Mm -hmm. for so long did not recognize myself put on the best face I could but I got to a place where this is just not what I signed up for and it's not because I was giving up it was because I had to choose which road to take because both of them were going to require strength Mm -hmm. both of them were going to require courage yeah and to be honest it wasn't because I was trying to save myself it was because of those kids that I decided to go the route I did yeah to go the road I went was because I didn't want my boys to think it was okay to treat someone like that. And I didn't want my girls to think it was okay to be treated like that. Yeah. And I had to do it as soon as possible, basically as soon as we moved here. So 
my oldest daughter would have been nine. My youngest son was five. And so um, it was hard, Mm -hmm. but they were my motivation. And yet, you know, even in the hardest times, people will be like, well, certainly they should still be your motivation to get out of bed, to get off the couch, because that season was hard. Mm -hmm. I, I err on the, on the apathy side. I'm not like super activity driven, like to distract myself. I, I literally can't get up. And so in that season, I mean, COVID hit right away. Yeah. I was so excited to turn 40. 2020 is going to be a new decade. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to kill it. COVID literally less than a month later. (laughs) I was not designed to homeschool. Okay. So on top of all the, all the, all the, to have (laughs) to do that to, I mean, everyone, you know, the pandemic was a gift in a lot of ways because you have to make the most of your circumstances. Like we don't have control over those things. Um, COVID is a whole nother podcast. However, mm-hmm. it's taught me a lot about the quiet, yeah. the solitude, the making time and space. Yeah, You have to be intentional. Yeah. You have to be, to be with God, to be with your kids, to have even eye contact. It's everything's intentional, especially when you don't know who you are anymore. Yeah. You don't recognize yourself. So yeah. my biggest takeaway is trusting the nudging. The spirit is who got me through it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have done it without the spirit because yeah. I was a crumbled mess. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I don't know how to answer that question other than you just have to trust that whatever your intuition, which is the spirit, is telling you, you need to really adhere to that. You're not doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just enough's enough. Yeah. You can't be the only one fighting. You can't be the only one. Mm-hmm takes two yeah it is two imperfect people coming together to actually show the love of jesus and that wasn't happening our marriage was not a picture of jesus and so there was it just it it wasn't what i signed up for it wasn't the picture i dreamed Mm -hmm. and there was a loss there i was grieving a death yeah in my life and my marriage and my kids like i was heartbroken yeah for I'm still heartbroken yeah I'm still so heartbroken for my kids their childhood I feel like their innocence has been robbed from them there's just entirely way too much drama in their life yeah they're good kids I know God's got them yeah he's got me too Mm -hmm. I'm so so grateful I'm grateful for his love his goodness yeah and for now having a the freedom to worship him Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. um so with all of that, <laughs> let's really quickly cover <laughs> your adorable story because it's so cute. Um, but I also just I like I really want people to hear about the like the re- the really cool redemption part about the doubling and all of that stuff because mm. I absolutely I've told that story like ten times already mm. to random people that don't know you because it's just so cool. It is really cool. And, you know, I have to say this, too. Like, you might find it. I still struggle to believe. Am I hearing that from God? Or is it just me? Like, yeah. You know, like, I still struggle. Well, it's really easy for our minds to be louder and our feelings. And, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But the things and the the things that expose themselves, the things that, that arose in that time. So, 
I was determined. Ask Riley. She's helped me make like three profiles online. I was not going to meet my man online. Okay. I was not going to do it. But what a fun pastime. <laughs> <laughs> nope. 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 What? Nope. So like <laughs> online dating is something of its own. I'm not saying it doesn't work for some people. I, I met my husband online. <laughs> amen. And I've actually met a lot of people who have and are having children with them just like you did. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not saying it doesn't work. My brother met his wife online. So like, I know that's just the way it is, but I wanted it to be God. Dang it. I wanted it to be God. I wanted it to be a God story so badly. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. We're both online, but he doesn't make the cut because he's too <laughs> young. He's too young. He doesn't hit my that. filters. My filters were so stinking specific. I was just not wanting Isn't to waste any is, time. It's like we try to build a man. Yeah, <laughs> it's what it was. Exactly. I want my avatar to look such and such a way. Yep. But like even them. You, you, anyway, <laughs> you can't. Anyway, you can't avatar a husband when you've got the life I have. You just you just can't. Like, you can't do that in general. I know, but <laughs> still you try, really try. So I, I wasn't going to meet my, my husband online. I wasn't going to do it, but I was still online because it is really entertaining. And just to banter with guys, like I'm relational. I'm home with four kids all the time. I don't get out much. So like it was just fun to banter. And I did go out a couple times just to meet people, learn their stories. Okay, okay, okay. Like fun. <laughs> my friend Marie matches with Brandon and she tells me about this great guy. He's got depth. He's a great conversationalist. He's really sensitive. All these things like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait for my date on Friday. And so like that Friday comes along and I text her. Are you so excited about your date? I can't wait to hear all about it. She's like, oh, well, actually, we decided we weren't compatible after several hours of texting and man, he's such a great guy and I just wish it would, but, 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 but wait, he'd be perfect for you. <laughs> and she texts him my number and then he texts me within an hour and we went out that night. I kind of took Marie's seat and just went out on that date Yeah, and, <laughs> um, uh, like was surprised, not my type at all. It had to, it had to be God, but like literally every box is checked i have a long list she does a long list and they're not superficial things they are deep considerate things mm -hmm. intentional hopeful characteristics of a human being and he literally checks every single one and he is precious in every way his eyes have my knees buckle anyway so the second time <laughs> we met was on a tuesday mm-hmm I was, he was thinking I wasn't interested. I was thinking he was like, okay, she's too old. Cause mm. anyway, so I like, we weren't bantering much and I love banter. Like we need to banter, mm -hmm. but he didn't take the charge. He didn't take the lead on that for the first couple of days. But when I reached out to him, it like continued and he was so grateful because he thought it was a rhetorical question, Brandon. It was. So when I didn't respond to a rhetorical question, he was thinking I wasn't interested when actually he was asking a question at 1030 at night when I was already fast, fast asleep. So anyway, oh my goodness. when I finally text him, he's excited because, OK, maybe she is interested. We go out the next Tuesday. We had a great night dinner. We rode in his truck. We watched the sunset. He asked if he could hold my hand. Hello. Do people do that still? He did. So I took his hand and it was like history was made because I was not going to see other people. In fact, I had Riley text the guy I was still dating to say I didn't want to anymore because I don't 
I don't know how to do that. So I ended up exclusively dating Brandon within mm-hmm. a week. And then we were inseparable since. And so yeah. we just like, it, it was insane. It was insane. It only had to be God. Like th- the littlest things we discovered about each other, like all of the, the same interests, all the things, it was uncanny. And then I had um, a day in bed. I wasn't feeling great. And I had this vision of me running down the aisle, running down the aisle, like the runaway bride look, you know, with the ha- the the dress flowing behind you. But I'm actually running towards the groom, not away from him. Yeah. And it's him. And then um, later in bed that day, um, John 1010 came to my mind. Mm hmm. Which is something I've clung to. If you need a verse to just recite over and over, this is how we take things captive, is the sword of the spirit, right? The word of God is the best sword there is, the best weapon against the lies. And so the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. He has come that I may have life and have it abundantly. And that Mm -hmm. is something I've clung to for years. And then I'm like, 10, 10, hmm, 10, 10, October 10th. Yeah, that'd be cool. What if we could sing that? An hour goes by, and I'm in the prophetic word, and it's talking about Job and how God doubled his portion. And I'm like, oh, that sounds really great. Wait a minute. I married Dave on 5-5. What? And I started weeping because he said to me, and I'm certain it was him, Mm -hmm. he said to me in that moment, I am doubling your portion, Sarah. Mm. I am doubling your recompense, you are going to be fulfilled because of me and in this marriage you are going to show my glory and I was like overcome yeah I was overcome with his presence his blessing and like there's a whole lot of things that come with this day it was on a Tuesday the same day that he asked me to hold his hand 10 tennis yes it's it's a it's a, a Tuesday yeah a wedding on a Tuesday is very inconvenient for people so it confronts our fear of man and my codependency. So, like, a lot of things we have to give to God here, not take things personally, and just honor the significance of it. Let it be ours. And it's been really, really refining and really, really special, really sweet. And it's coming up fast. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> the ring's not even here yet. So, well. It doesn't take the ring to be married. I'm just saying. No, but I, I get it. Yeah. I got married really fast, too. Not quite as fast as you, but very fast. <sighs> well, I'm old and. Yeah. We got to we gotta get somewhere before all this stops working. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah for you. Yep, that's me. <laughs> um, okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, again. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good, babe. Um, thank you for listening. I really appreciate just y'all tuning in. This is only the second episode and I've got a lot more coming, which I'm really excited about. Um, you can find Sarah on Instagram. Mm. Can you shout out your handle again? Yes. It's not mine underscore his. Yes. Love that. I will link that in the show notes. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at the in between mama. Um, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. That's really, really helpful. I'm on your favorite platform. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all the things. Uh, and tune in next Tuesday for a special episode with a pelvic floor specialist. And it's going to be really good. We're going to talk about lots of 
sex, spicy things. Ooh, it's gonna be a really good episode. Yeah, it's a really good episode. So, um, yeah, thank you again, and uh, I'll be seeing you soon. Thanks, Brian.